Hello and welcome to another installment of THC Tutors 10 Talk. How are you doing today, Jog? Doing great, brother. Today has been a, quite the productive day, let me tell you. I agree with that, man. Some crazy stuff. Let's get straight into it. Just a reminder, guys, 10 Talks is a weekly show where we share our opinions and knowledge from our grows. Just a reminder as well, if you enjoy the podcast, please be sure to leave a review. It really helps us out. It really means the world to us. You know, we don't sell anything. We don't have any sponsors or anything like that. So just leave us a review. We see those. It means a lot. The people that say stuff, you know, whatever. In this episode, we're going to talk about Giacomo transplanting some clones. Also, he shipped some clones to me. And uh, we'll talk about if those are successful or not. And then Noah's going to get into a little bit of uh, trellis talk and how he's been running really high nitrogen early bloom and how it's working for him. So let's get straight into it. Giacomo. People that seen the story, those are the healthiest clones I think I've seen in a really long time, including my own. Like, what did you do to those things? Well, the, uh, the SOPs that we got, you know, I just did the, I think I took them like nine inches. I cut all of them off at nine and then uh, cut them all at an angle, at a 45 degree angle at, to like seven. And then I just insta, right, clone X right in the plug. So you went, you That's went it. cut off the mom. You cut off the mom, you know, nine 10 inches, inches or so. Yeah, yeah, nine inches or so. And then you just, pl- you you put that, you harden that off, right? Yeah, harden off for like, I only did 24 hours. I know like when you did your testing, you said they look great. So you did another 24. But I just did 24 and then I plugged them. I'm starting to believe that 24 is a lot better than 48. I think that uh, the oxygen in the uh, actual uh, water. water, you know, isn't working out within 48 hours. It's starting to kill Black your luster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, also, sorry to cut you off, but also speaking of the uh, oxygen humidity hardening off, I uh, never took my dome off. Oh, yeah, time. that's right. That's right. Which is the today difference. was like the first day I took my dome off. Which I think and in I the SOPs. Yeah, in the I, SOPs I didn't... it says day three, right? Day three, you take yeah, that thing off. I never. Yeah, I never. Even last time when I did my clones, I didn't take off my dome. Well, maybe that's a side by side for my next time because. Uh... It definitely yeah. looks like I, I don't know, but my clones, people saw pictures. Of course, I had some my own my own disabilities, but uh, they weren't looking the hottest. Um, but your clones just holy crap! I, I just got to give you some props. Uh, I think this is Appreciate the first that. time we were talking, like you know, just personally, and it was uh, it's your first time weighing pots. So bring us into a little <laughs> bit about that. I don't think a lot of growers do that. Um, why are you trying it out? And uh, yeah, just listen a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so I weighed out my uh, pots to measure the soil. Um, I was just weighing out the soil. Uh, I gave all the pots a rinse and uh, weighed out each pot. You know, I put them at like, I think it was like five pounds, six pounds each pot of soil, you know, just to keep it a little even. Um, what is it? Keep less variables, take variables mm-hmm. out of the equation, essentially. Yep. So keep everything. More constants. Exactly. More constants in the equation there. So we'll see how it turns out. Um, I had to add more uh, cocoa after I did my first watering. I rinsed the cocoa, but cocoa shrinks. So. Yep. And that normally, that yeah. ha- that happens to me every time. Now I've been like, I will like pack it in. And then that's why I'm weighing because I know, hey, I'm using totally dry cocoa. Get it totally dry. Um, and then I'm transferring that. But yeah, literally it'll only fill up 
about three quarters of the pot. If it's super dry cocoa and you water it, it'll all, all those air pockets will fill up with water. So yeah, to further, so. To, to further on some air pockets with water though, real quick, mm-hmm. clearly, you know, we use moisture sensors. So what is your plan this, this cycle with the eco with sensors? We've talked a little bit about this on the podcast, but yeah. So like I said, on the last podcast, uh, I never remember to bury my sensors. So right now my sensors are just chilling sitting in the open just chilling in the shed right now so i mean i don't have any plans as of right now to drop any sensors in i mean maybe a little bit later on i'll drop some sensors i'm not sure yeah even just one just to see hey this is where i'm at this is where i'm going you know i got a good dry back you know uh Mm -hmm. giving you a baseline, right? Is what I always like to say. That's literally my first time around with the eco. I didn't know how to calibrate them. So it mm-hmm. was just a baseline. I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So it was like week six or seven of flower that I was finally like, Oh, this is what's going on. Like, Oh, okay. So I, I see now. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit, you know, there's a learning curve to everything. hundred percent. Um, and you know, most of all, what the, the biggest thing you did differently, uh, this time than last time, what, what is that? probably two things it was probably i didn't do what we said which was like uh, i don't know what the first time i did with clones but i know i didn't go straight nine to seven insta into the into the cube yes Um, i did something different that time i had like a whole station and i was like took me like an hour two hours to do the whole cloning um so that was different i just went straight 45 degree angle right into the cube clone x nothing else and then um also keeping my my dome on you know i never really tried to take the dome off i think the dome was off two or three times maybe for like 15 to 25 minutes each time and like they just didn't look right after 20 minutes so i just put it back on and then i just eventually i just stopped honestly because i was like screw it like i'm gonna just leave this dome on they look great with the dome on I'm going to just let them yeah. do their thing. Yeah, so, definitely. And, and they did their thing. You know what I mean? Like they did their thing. So I as long as they have oxygen, mm-hmm. they like, I think that's why uh, SOPs push so much to take the dome off. Because I will say though, I did have the, the dome open all the mm-hmm. way the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I never did any like closed dome. None of it. It was straight all open. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, <clears throat> Next up, man, tell us a little bit about the shipping of clones. So you already, you know, you took the clones, rooted the clones, and now mm-hmm. you're like, hey, no one wants a clone. <laughs> I yeah. wanted a clone. And I was like, you know, we talked about that. Well, really and- what happened was I just didn't have, to, I didn't have space for them. And I was like, I kind of just pushed, pushed the clones onto them. I was like, you're going to take this because I want to keep it. <laughs> yeah. And I said, hey, I said, that's perfectly fine. I got yeah. this set up now where I can handle that. And mm-hmm. uh, that definitely, I, I want to run them. So that we can kind yeah. of get a side by side of uh, of just, you know, different growth styles, different uh, education in the. I mean, you're also running Athena, so they're, they're yeah. going to act different. I'm running totally different. Hydro, so yep. I'm, I'm interested to see how that'll change them. Yeah. And of course, things like environmentals, like you have a pretty good environment where my environment might be lacking uh, humidity, stuff like that. You're able to keep your temps super high. I have mm-hmm. to put my temps a little bit lower. Uh, in order to get my VPD on point. Um, tell us a little bit, uh, maybe for the viewers, right? Uh, if they're shipping clones, I know they might be beginners out there, but if they're shipping clones or getting clones shipped to them, what is, you know, some good 
uh, information to give? Where did you put them and uh, do's and don'ts? Um, yeah, so basically, um, like Noah said, I was going to ship him some clones and um, I basically just got a, it was a pencil box, it was like five bucks, seven, eight bucks, maybe, I don't know, bought a pencil box. Um, and then really, it was just a matter of like, lightly soaking a paper towel, wrapping it around the cube, and then just putting the clone in the pencil box, closing that bad boy up. No, that was basically it. Like it really wasn't no rocket science, no crazy stuff, no vacuum sealing, none of that stuff. It was literally just pencil box in a box, gone, gone. That was it. No smells, no nothing added. Yeah, um, I mean they kind of smell, but like it is what it is. Yeah, and they worked. They ended up working out. Uh, the some of them is, did. Some of them broke. Yeah, two of mine did. One of them broke. Um, so maybe because now I have the pencil box, so now I get to send clones. So maybe next time, and we're going to try this out is I'm going to do a, like, a uh, get some Insert. cardboard. Yeah. Cardboard inserts. Uh, see how that works. Of course, cardboard and water don't work too well together, but I'm thinking of, Hey, what's a cheap thing I can use. I'm not, you know, we're not trying to spend a bunch of money on this. You spent five bucks. There's, there's these like clone shippers now, but they're like 50 yeah. bucks a pop, 50 bucks a pop. Bro, yeah, you're still rough. risking them throwing that around too, breaking your clone. Yeah, I mean, I think you have less of a risk because it's in a, it's in like a cylind- cylindrical tube. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot more protected, and it can be thrown around. Yeah, I think that's one of the I've pros. Seen... Like it can be like just tossed. I think the most popular way I've seen a large scale shipping of clones is actually just the cutting, and then they rubber band it. So they'll have like a bunch of cuttings rubber banded and they'll put that in the cylinder and they'll have water at the bottom with the water splashes around with whatever, you know, and as long as it keeps it wet, kind of like you have flowers at home, you know, same, same idea. So Mm -hmm. of course, you know, three day shipping, maybe that water is getting a little stagnant and stale, but it all works out. Also, I had to, I had to clean my res. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Tell us a little bit about that. You, uh, I, I saw the pictures, uh, yeah, the stuff you had at the bottom. What, what you know? What do you think about that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna have to run like some sort of like cleanse or something. I think it really built up heavy when I like went hard on flour. Like that was just too much. No cleanse, just huge salt buildup on the bottom. But I mean, I don't think it affected the plants in any way. I just think no, it's just gonna dirty up the res, dirty up the lines, and just make my life a lot harder than it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I heard this, this thing today and it was like, uh, it was an indoor cultivator that used to be an outdoor cultivator. And he was talking about how you never see people walking around outdoors checking drip lines. And that's like one thing that I was like, whoa, but that's real because we as indoor guys, one drip line clogs up, it'll fuck up, you know, a quarter of your room, you know, especially Mm -hmm. our small, small scale home grower type people. It's, you know, we want that automated irrigation, but it comes with its risks. 100%. 100%. But, um, I think enough about the clones. Let's get into, uh, your flowering. How's that been going? Yeah, it's been going great, man. Um, definitely. I hypothesize totally differently. Uh, last podcast, people are listening. I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to try running veg, full veg nutrients. For another week for for an extra week of flower so day 12 now of flower and we're actually getting a res change where it's going to be half veg half bloom so we're doing a little you know just transitioning slowly but mm. this is one crazy thing i saw 
last grow, if people remember, I, I was out of control on my stretch and uh, I didn't have very good stacking on my buds. And that was one thing I wanted to work on. Well, I thought running high nitrogen, I was going to have those same problems. Actually, it was the opposite. Uh, the more I looked into it, the you know, and, and researched it, it's actually more because I know this is going to sound crazy, but when you're putting a bunch of phosphorus at once right into the root zone, it's basically stunting your plant and making some of those nutrients, uh, you know, not working. So this is really important with phosphorus is that the only phosphorus that's uptaken is like the soluble phosphorus. When you see 60 on the bag, it doesn't mean all 60 of that's going to go into the plant. Um, a lot of times when you do this, especially these early flower mixes, they're actually stunting a phosphorus intake of the plant, which kills the stretch. So the stretch is going to stretch because of the nitrogen uptake, right? So hopefully that's helps, helps people wrap their mind around it. But it, for me, I've, I've seen that firsthand. And uh, I was talking to a guy at the grocery store a couple months ago, and he, he told me, Hey, you should try this. Uh, it works amazing on my plants. And you, know, you think about living soil, these guys are not amending their soil and then doing a runoff and all this other crap. No, they're just letting it go. And it works mm -hmm. perfectly. Transitions so smooth, great stacking. So yeah, trying it and it works pretty well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Another update and, next um, week, of course. <clears throat> hell yeah. And what's, um, explain to the viewers a little bit about the, uh, the comparison about blown out roots that you were showing me earlier. The, uh, the blown out roots of, the clones you are you had, talking about? Yeah. The ones that you're, that you're flowering right now, when you had your clones, you said that some of them were oh, blown out, yes. some of them weren't very blown out. Yeah. But overall, yeah, so, like, what's, the, what's the verdict? Yeah. Are they the same? Yeah, I showed Giacomo this, and uh, mostly they're the same. Uh, very, very similar. Uh, I'll say about three inches from the tallest to the smallest. Now, it's important to, to note that, yeah, the tallest was the most rooted and the healthiest, most vigorous clone. And the smallest was the least, you know, out of the six that I selected, it was the least vigorous. But keep in mind, guys, if you're running 12 clones and you're selecting six, you have the availability to, to select the six strongest. And mm -hmm. for me, I say, oh, it was my weakest, quote unquote. But that's nothing in comparison. If I put one with a dangling one root out and then a blown out root one, the blown out root one's going to take over and take over the whole growth space. So... That, that was something I, I showed Giacomo that because, you know, you can just see it from everything around the plant that, hey, it's a little bit different, but you're still getting growth. I think that tops are going to be smaller, uh, for instance, on the smaller plant when we get to full flower um, and the bigger plant's going to have bigger buds. Uh, but that, I think, is the most simple things I can say from that. Uh, feeding and drybacks, very, very close within three to four percent, which for me is about uh, 15 to 20 milliliters difference. So that would be five times out of the hundred, hundred milliliters difference between them. So pretty, pretty spot on. If you ask me. Hell yeah. But definitely just an interesting observation we made though. So. Yeah. I just wanted to get that to the viewers. Cause I was pretty curious about that earlier today. And I was, yeah. I wanted to know about that. Yeah. And I definitely, you know, uh, guys go over to the Instagram and check out our most recent post is, uh, my, you know, two trellises I'm putting on my third trellis. Uh, it's already up, but I got my third trellis on now, but the two trellises, and you can actually see the difference. You look at the left side, you'll see that that plant's a little bit shorter. You look at the right side, you'll see that that plant's a little bit bigger. And that's that's the reason why. It's not because the phone's all fucked up or the, the trays are all fucked up. It's literally because one's a little bit stronger than the other one. Um, and yeah, I definitely use, you know, use those pictures. Um, this is the first time I've ever done a monocrop for, for the people listening. Um, Same. Which, 
which is awesome because I can just focus on the quality of, of the bud and I don't have to be like, Oh, you know, I'm going to, I need to focus on all of them and, and need a happy medium. No, I'm going full in for quality. And yeah, hopefully you guys will see that in the end product. Oh yeah. I'm super excited. I'm also monocropping. So I know. You yeah. Rainy Guava number six. Yeah. 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 I think, exciting. I think, for the viewers out there, get excited, guys. I think next row, I'm doing Rain Guava number 11. He's doing Grainy Guava number 6. And we are trying to get side-by-side pictures up, you know, similar times, you know, within a couple weeks apart so that people can really see, hey, this is the difference of them, you know. And 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 this is why phenotyping uh, and, and genotyping, especially, you know, we grow in different places with different conditions. It's so important. So, yeah, you're they're, the phenotype difference on those two plants, just growth style and everything is just completely different. It's It's wild. Both fire though. <laughs> no, yeah, both both insane. I I would even argue the fact that like eleven has a nicer nose than six, but it's just eleven doesn't do it for me because it stays real small. Like we say, yeah, exactly. Happy medium. You want the vigor. You want the smells. You want everything. You want that thing to produce you a pound. Um, mm-hmm. I'll see what I can do with number eleven, and and yeah, we'll go from there. So yeah, super excited that shit made it over there. Oh, me too, man. Through the roof. but yeah. Uh, grower love to everybody that made it to this point uh, thank you guys for listening to the weekly checkup of our grows uh, make sure you guys go follow the Instagram at THC Tutors go check out Noah's post new plants that are now in flower yeah and, day uh, 8 I think is the post so check that one out hell yeah so yeah this is the most recent post and remember 10 talks are up every Sunday so stay tuned guys grower love hell yeah guys I'll see you next week I got a defoliation coming up so stay tuned grower love hell yeah peace